Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Akili Afia. How is the Afia of your Akili today? Joining me today are my very good friends. Uh, we are going to have a fabulous conversation today surrounding uh, postgraduate imposter syndrome. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. Who oh. are you? Oh. <laughs> Who am I talking to? <laughs> I am Valentine. Valentine. Okay. And, and I'm joined yeah. also by um I'm Sylvia Wango. Thank you. Uh so these two friends of mine, Valentine and Sylvia, I met them in architecture school. And I'd like them to briefly share their experience in architecture school. How was it? How was uh, how was the 6 years? Um for me it was everything. Everything. Um, both exciting um challenging because of the amount of work or the hours you put into it but also exciting in the fact that you really can exercise your creativity mm-hmm. um fun mm-hmm. um sad at times yeah. it could get a bit discouraging but also the friendships i made there i believe would be lifelong friendships and um it is a good experience of a, a mixture of everything, everything yeah. a lot of yeah. experiences sylvia mm-hmm. how was how was the experience why do i feel like valentine <laughs> has said everything <laughs> okay i will just say it in a different way yeah you can just um, take what you said i'd say that it was an abusive relationship that i refused no it was a a red flag relationship mm. like i hated this thing it was ma- still there but I, i was still there i still kept coming back <laughs> and i still loved this thing yeah as in i i don't even understand why yeah <laughs> like there were times when i actually cried there were times mm. i felt sick to the stomach there were times when i could not even sleep when you sleep this person is invading yeah. your dreams mm. Mm. And there were happy times. Eh, this mm. person could treat you nicely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the, anyway, the highs were high, the lows were low. low but you still love it. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say it. Interesting. How did you uh, handle it mentally? How did you manage to keep it together mentally? Because people actually lose it. Yeah. Mm. Okay there is the aspect of okay to some extent I'd say it was a bit of faking it till you assume you're fine like even if you're not fine you fake it till you actually get fine but also there because of how fast that life had to be or how much work you had to produce mm. you didn't have time to slack you didn't have time to just sit around and wallow in whatever bad stuff was going on or not going on yeah so um despite at times being really low you which to an, ex, an extent it was good because the more you don't have to think about it the mm-hmm. more you don't have to think you're actually like your mind is <laughs> <laughs> you're about to lose your mind because of the mm-hmm. work so it's like you don't even have time to, to actually your mind. <laughs> yeah you don't have time to think what the heck is happening yeah <laughs> That's something else. Sylvia, how did you manage to keep it together mentally? Um looking for an exit. Mm. Like taking a break. 
um when i read a book i take the character the main character i choose one person to become so for the three hours that i'm reading the book mm. i am in a different world interesting and the fact that i was also in drama so yeah. i got to become a, a different character or do something else that was totally unrelated to architecture yeah so for every tuesdays and thursdays i had some something life, to break away outside arc. Yeah. yeah and was it something that was progressive because architecture is six years first year we we entered and you have a lot of psyche like all my time will be spent on architecture class and i come do my work class and i come do my work then with time i like uh-uh, this is not working <laughs> out <laughs> i need to get another avenue ah. to bring out another probably another me not just architecture architecture was it something progressive or from the get go you just knew no i have to balance it out um i had architecture was not bad first year second year yeah so it kind of became intensive that day class that is when i felt like you you need to look for some way to to get away <laughs> you're actually distracting me well <laughs> i'm not supposed go, go to say on. that <laughs> but anyway um i after that year that is when i felt like you need to look for an outlet mm. when you have a bad day especially those bad days that is when i used to look for a good book mm. and then after i get a good writer that i can actually immerse myself into i i just get into the book get into the book series and yeah they were used to cope I just yeah. remembered uh, you know I had once mentioned I feel like for Thea I was sort of breaking mm. to some extent and I just remembered uh, I had taken up swimming mm. and I think that was my outlet that year ah. and it was a good distraction so I think yeah what she's saying mm. about having an, something else apart from architecture going yeah I think it also applied to me. I really loved first year because it was more of artistic. Yeah. And you know me and artistic stuff. Then mm, second year the technical <laughs> stuff because... entered into the picture and <laughs> it's like I got a culture shock. Mm. <laughs> uh, from there I knew, eh, hapa if I put all my emotions and all my energy into this, I might lose myself. Mm. So I started uh, engaging in other things but still trying to keep it together in architecture. So it was more or less the same also for me. Second year I tried, third year I tried doing other things on the side. It also became a bit tough for the also. So it was up and down, up and down. Yeah. Yeah, so we managed architecture school and graduated. Next, oh, next stage. I wanted to say something. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, you can add something. Um, the other thing was having a sticky note that is telling me it's not personal. Mm. Um, oh, I, like I, a reminder. A literal constant reminder. To remind me it's not personal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had a problem detaching my project from my personal feelings. I get. Like mm. when you got a bad crit. I felt like they were attacking, attacking. me. Oh, mm. So I kind of felt like so there are times when I even felt like I am a low person. Mm. But they were not attacking me really. They were attacking the project. Mm. 
Oh, it, it hasn't worked till now, till <laughs> yeah. I have a sticky note somewhere telling me it's not personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This is something maybe I've never shared with you guys, but for me, I I never found the crits to be brutal throughout architecture school. The crits from friends or um, lecturers. Mm-hmm. For me, it was more personal. Throughout architecture school, I have always compared myself so much to everyone else. And that was what made it so tough for me. The crits were nothing. They weren't anything. When I come back to my own space, I used to be like, what is this compared to what everyone else is doing? Like, why am I not the one grasping the concept fast enough? Yeah. It made it, That is what made it so tough. I, I remember I also had some reminders. I don't know if you guys yeah, ever stepped into them. my room. Yeah, they actually yeah. helped. Not trying to strive so much to have perfect work. Just work with what you have. Mm. And it actually helped. The literal reminders, they really helped me, especially for sixth year, the final year. Yeah, that really worked out I, for I me. I think I was between both. I, I didn't quite take everything personally, but I always thought at times... Um, like if I got a bad crit, I didn't feel attacked. I just felt disappointed that that whatever I did plummeted so badly. So I wouldn't say. I think I was my my own worst critic. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So we finished architecture school god helped us to graduate it was a div- yeah, that was a god. divine thing <laughs> it yeah, is not of our own effort yeah. everyone can attest to that it was just a divine thing yeah we worked hard but still yeah we worked hard but it's still for some reason, everyone you, worked you, you didn't really feel like it would end yeah, yeah. Like every year, I remember every end of second semester, I used to feel like this is it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I can survive another year. And another year comes and you survive it. You survive it. Again and again. Mm. It's beyond us how yeah. that happened. Yeah. So we managed to finish uh, architecture school and graduated. How has the experience been so far? Um... I'd say I expected better, but I'm also not complaining with, I mean, uh, where I'm at, yeah. per se. Mm. Um, opportunities have been, I'd say, not from where I expected. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I thought I'd get more out of firms working from other architects or other like developers, construction companies, but I'm getting more from clients, like mm-hmm. people, people who normally I'd not have thought of, um, giving me chances uh, to go for their construction site meetings. Yeah. Or, yeah. So it's been up and down. Mm. Yeah. Sylvia, how has it been for you? Mm, I'd say disappointing, mostly because for the longest time I thought that by the time I'm where I'm at, I'd have answered so many questions. Mm. And I feel like now I have so many other questions that the questions that I thought I'd have already answered, 
seem insignificant. Mm. So um, I have so I have more questions than I actually don't have answers. Mm. So I am bothered because no, this means that the overthinker in me has been overthinking. Has been on <laughs> Has been on an overdraft. I mean, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of transition mm. happening for us, and oh, you know what? Um, I was told this by the lady that uh, because we've been in school for so long, we've always had a fallback because you never think too much into the future because yeah. you're in the system. You so know, true. yeah, you know, you, you're in class eight and the next step is form one, next step is uni, first year, second year, that too. But now you're like, Plunged into there is no structure. And ocean. Yeah. It's like we've always been in a river like, that's flowing. It's flowing. Yes. Then mm. you are now in the ocean, and you're like, your now way. where do and I there swim are a to? Thousand a million ways to go, mm. and you have no clue where to start. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm feeling a bit confused about mm. all the choices I have to make. Also, you, you see all those bad things that you are being told. Adulting is not all that. Yeah. Um, I am realizing that they actually understated it. It's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than what they actually mm-hmm. said. Um, this level of self-doubt, self, as in these questions, this, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Should they have done this? Should I wait for an opportunity? Um... Then you hear that you're not supposed to wait for an opportunity. You should create. You should create the opportunity. Then I'm like, okay, now this opportunity that I'm supposed to create, where is it? <laughs> who, who will teach me how to create opportunities? Was I just born an opportunity creator? <laughs> then I realized that, huh? I am not even an ambitious person. I can feel like I can actually just go with the flow. Oh, because I would think ambition, an ambitious person is somebody who goes for something. Yeah. And um, or dreams. Dreams for something. But I, I don't think I have concrete dreams. I didn't think that far. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's a space of sort of learning and un- unlearning constantly. The space we are in right now. Yeah. But I'd oh. also say I feel like um, I don't know to some extent I feel like I don't want to say the system failed us because it's just a system that I believed would have worked work hard through you know kind of go through yeah pass exams KCSE and the fruits work hard, will yeah come. and somehow you know life will pan out the way it's not yeah. like that you know working hard works. Now the problem is you don't have something to work hard towards. Yeah. You, you know, you are working hard to, to pass exams. But yeah. if you get this thing, this thing that you're looking for, that you can work hard with, you will grow with that thing. Mm. But now, now that finding, that niche of yours, that purpose. Yeah. That, because if you say that you will pursue your degree in architecture, there's so many ways to practice architecture. Yeah. So finding that your way. Yes. Yeah. And then working towards that way. Yeah. No, we, we've, I've not found that way personally. 
and is there something pressuring us like are we working against time or can we just sit in the motions and wait till we can find that purpose are you feeling any sort of pressure i'd say i i am mm. um because i look at it um from a perspective of someone who's been in school for so long doing a degree that was supposedly supposed to bring money yeah and a lot of it <laughs> and it's not bringing in nearly a quarter of what i thought i'd be making now mm. and also um so many people behind me like kids who i left in primary mm. or like they're making a lot more and not only per se people who've had some glorious careers where they make millions just very normal folk are into business or mm. into they kind of started off into their careers earlier than me while I was still in school mm. and are now seemingly doing better so there's um something at the back of my head that tells me to you know I really need to get it together mm. fast fast yeah mm, i'd like to say um the society is pressuring me um the fact that um i got a first class mm-hmm. doesn't is the worst thing it, it, it was supposed to be something good but it's not really good because of the pressure that society gives you yeah. so i am finding my lecturers in the corridors and they ask me what are you doing with your first class they oh ask you we expect great things everybody like the friends to my parents mm. everybody is expecting great things because we got a first class mm. but that doesn't mean that i had the answers mm. i i really don't i don't know academic excellence doesn't equate yes life excellence, excellence. yeah mm. and that societal pressure is giving me like i was told by a certain lecturer that i have one year before another lot comes in that will have their own lot of first year uh, of <laughs> first classes that wow that's pressure that's unnecessary so, so, so you need to figure i, I need to figure i need to do something with my first class within this year before the next lot graduates in december yeah. if anything i think you need a year of vacation <laughs> so now considering all the effort that you put imagine being told that already i am an overthinker so that means that mm. i have been overthinking the fact that i have not done mm. much as much as i have thought then yeah. you, you told that then you find everybody around you is telling you that mm. um i it, it's not true. i i don't feel like it's a good space for me in fact i nowadays i don't even say what i actually got mm. imagine being ashamed of having a first class that is messed up yeah, yeah. that has been me but also i find i also compare not only my age mates or the people behind me i compare where my parents were at this age mm. and they had way less resources and i feel like i don't know if i'm wasting myself or is it is it um, am i taking i don't know something about privilege is it me just being oblivious to what's in front of me and am i not am i not seeing it completely um 
Yeah, I don't know. So, no, I don't think you can compare yourself to your parents. What? The fact that, do you know if you graduated the same age back then, mm-hmm. you'd have been in a different space right now? Um, the, okay. My yeah. boss was telling me mm-hmm. that when he graduated, um, once you put a board, mm-hmm. um, that sign board that says that you're the architect to a mm-hmm. particular project, mm-hmm. A whole council, like maybe Nyeri County, mm. would see your name and call you for a project. Mm-hmm. As in work, you could get your work from the streets. Yeah. Nowadays, for you to actually get work, you yeah. have yeah. to know connections beyond connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the opportunities then by education mm-hmm. were better prospects. Nowadays, I I don't feel like education is it. It's partly luck, it's, yeah, connections, yeah. and a lot of other things. Yeah. So in this tight space that we are in, with a lot of unanswered questions, societal pressures and all that, how are you keeping sane, you guys? How are you maintaining? Like in campus, you say, just to little reminders, just to keep you going, drama, that outlet. Now here in this space that you're in, what is currently keeping you sane? Running away, of course, to my world, okay, drama. So I, I, I watch a lot of movies. Korean drama. Korean <laughs> drama, anime. Like, you get into fantasy world. And you you really don't... The fact that Korean, you see when you watch via subtitles, mm. it means that you cannot do anything else. Mm. It kind of captures your whole... So you don't even have time to even think about... I, I don't have a life beyond this. <laughs> <laughs> By the time you do all that, you're, you're tired, you need to sleep, you need to go work. Then you come back home, you you do your... You cook, yeah. um, you watch, repeat. So that's... I feel like that's kind of obstructing. I'm a blinding yourself from the reality. Up yes. Uh, as, as I said. crack on a wall with some bandages. As <laughs> I said. As I said. Running away. It, yeah. it, it doesn't work. Uh, one day, yeah. that crack vision. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what, uh, the next thing that I usually mm-hmm. do when I am really in a bad state of mind, I write a lot. Mm-hmm. There's my outlet, like a journal. It's not yeah. a journal. Because I I write it in terms so as a poetry kind of thing. Mm. So when I write, I kind of express my thought in in paper, mm. and then for some reason it's kind of meditative. Now we, mm. mm. yeah. Valentine, how are you keeping sane? Mm. When when it's really really bad, I write. Mm. When it's really bad, like, and I feel like I can't process my own thoughts mm. properly, I write. But generally, um, I just don't think about it. Mm. I do what I have to do at that time. And mostly it's been like a one day at a time thing. Because I feel like I can't seem to figure out so many things. Mm. What can I do now? Things that can alleviate my stress. 
So if there are half completed projects, I work on those now. Also, I started therapy like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I can give a proper report on how good or how not good therapy is, mm. but I have thoroughly enjoyed the yeah. session. And it's not like you have actually lost it. You're going to therapy mm, yeah. because I don't going want to therapy to. is good. Yes, and yeah. I do not want to lose it. And I was fearing I might have lost it <laughs> in the near future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. So let's jump to... Let, me, let me ask you, oh. how are you dealing with it? <laughs> <laughs> me. Mm. Um, currently, Father, let's just say that I am working in HR in some company <laughs> over there. <laughs> but I still do architecture on the side. And there's that cloud over there that's always uh, questioning me on why I'm not doing it full time like everyone else. Mm. And I deal with those questions and also from society, of course, too. Uh, but when it gets too much, crying really works as an outlet for me. Yeah. It's like a fresh slate for me always and talking to people, mostly my mom and a few very close friends. It It's always like a fresh start to things when I do that, crying and talking to people. That's how I've survived so far. Right. Yeah. So we were we mentioned that we would delve into imposter syndrome briefly because of also time. So imposter syndrome is what psychologists describe as a crippling self-doubt experienced by clever and talented people like you guys are who attribute <laughs> their success to luck and downplay their genuine effort or ability. Basically it's like feeling like a fake in your own trade. Mm-hmm. Have you ever at any point felt or experienced this post-grad, like post-graduation? Honestly, no. No. Like I feel when I was still in school and mm. having projects, mm. that's when I felt like I was somehow cheating the system. Mm. But now I feel like I am, like I completely deserve even yeah. more than what I'm getting. <laughs> mm. Like, I've never felt like a fake. I worked for it. I was in school that long. Mm. Um, I know what I know mm. and I bring value. Um, at times, I could get flashes. Like, if I am in the company of too many people who seem to know too much, too much yeah. that's when I'm like, ah, should I really be here? But normally, no. I feel like mm. I actually deserve more. Yeah. Then awesome. <laughs> I feel like I'm cheating the system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and it's it's people who don't that. have imposter syndrome. <laughs> this, has been, this is not postgraduate. This has been my life. Life. <laughs> I I have okay. The results will always show that I am the uh, the smartest person among yeah, my peers. Always. But I am not smart in my head. I feel like one day <laughs> somebody's gonna realize I am a dumb person. I don't have anything to give in this world. Which is so absurd. So absurd. She's like, so smart. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, even at work, I, I don't feel like even my project matter. Which is, I, I don't know. I, 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 I get my validation from other people, mm-hmm. not from me. I can 
how I know something is good is if you tell me something is good. Mm. So that you just looking at it and thinking. I will always hate my work. That is default. Mm. I will always think, was I even thinking? Like imagine I have never liked any of my projects in the whole of my six years. What? None. Mm. I will always look for for the everything. I will see everything that is wrong with my project. Mm. How I am not really even thinking. How maybe I don't know. Yeah. You know the weird thing is when I started working here. Yeah. The first time I really felt um I, I did feel that like a fraud. Mm. But um the person I was working under um welcomed my ideas so openly and mm. without judgment and most times they were so well received mm. that we, with time I just grew into it into thinking actually these things make sense mm. is a reason I thought this about something mm. and it's valid mm. so I think to some extent that helped yeah yeah I share so much with Sly on like being your worst enemy constantly bashing yourself and all that uh i can say for me what has worked is i usually ask myself what is the worst thing that could happen <laughs> if they realized that i was this fraud <laughs> that i think that i am <laughs> are they going to slap me are they going to kill me <laughs> no they are not they're going to realize that uh i am learning like life is constantly a learning process and they were not born knowing what they know mm. so that is what actually keeps me going when i'm in those situations where i feel like i affect too i affect it too much to be where i am yeah mm. and someone is going to realize but uh we we have a long way to go and so far i think we have done the best that yeah. we could have done and we are we are going to better places mentally any parting shot guys i wish we would talk forever but yeah, time that was short yeah. mm. uh, what but what i had to go <laughs> <laughs> let me just ask a question maybe yeah. it can be edited out uh-huh. um when you're doing a parting shot do you say um do you summarize what you've just said or do you give something you can echo just what you've said in a, a very short sentence or oh your thoughts yeah or your thoughts generally mm-hmm. on just keeping it stable keeping it 100 mentally um okay let me just say this um i'd tell somebody to love themselves to believe in themselves yeah. even when you don't um what i usually do nowadays is look at what i've done mm-hmm. like when i feel that my um something that i've done is not worth it mm-hmm. i i check what time did i take to do this thing second what did i achieve nowadays i make sure that i i do something small i do i, I insert something in maybe when i'm designing Mm. like the way I love triangles I love oblique angles mm. I will insert an oblique angle somewhere and I feel like I have left a mark so look at the small things that you can 
don't look at the big the big things yeah. just make a small impact make that one small thing that makes you you awesome. and eventually you will love yourself you'll come to believe in yourself slowly there are times when you will feel like you you are an imposter obviously but eventually it will it will not be every day it will mm. be once in a month once in a in a year mm. but yeah it gets easier sure mm. valentine mm-hmm. i think i'd say it's more like a mental note to myself yeah good things take time and people's journeys are different so i can't keep comparing how far i am now mm-hmm. um because some people peak so fast others peak later and i mean life is not so linear mm-hmm. you know it's whatever yeah. and i should as long as i'm doing my best now mm-hmm. i'm not just waiting on fate or whatever um, yeah it's the best you can do really as a human a mortal yeah yeah do you be you and trust the process that is what yeah. i've gotten from you guys mm. bye guys till next time bye ni sawa kutokuwa sawa bora unataka kuwa sawa kila mtu wana try to mseo siwari juu himaisha huwa na mapanda shuka It's okay to cry for help to make those steps towards happiness Everybody's just swinging it and life you feeling it to get the playing the game of life Ni sawa kutokuwa sawa bora unataka kuwa sawa Kila mtu wana try to mseo siwari juu hii maisha huwa na mapanda shuka It's okay to cry for help to make those steps towards happiness everybody's just swinging it how life you feeling it to get the playing the game of